five. Loading. Four. It's a sharing up. And so sorry. Three. Almost there. Two. Cross. And Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan is gone. Oh, can you believe this? One. Here we go. Now. Introducing Sunday League Finest Podcast with your host, David Donis and Roberto O.B. Hernandez. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Sunday League's Finest. Yes, it's back to normal. You hear my beautiful voice at the start of the intro. David, we gave him a little bit of a run, but I don't know. Got a little bit power hungry. Power trip started calling it the <laughs> David Donis show. All this stuff, so I, I took it back. But welcome in, everybody. We got a fantastic episode for you guys. And David, I still want to hear your voice a little bit. So, man, I was ready to start my solo career and everything. Uh, <laughs> I was about to pull a, I was about to pull a John Lennon, bro. He was about. Hey, he said he had really good dating advice. So, dating advice with David Don is the four Ds. The love line with four Ds. David, Don. David uh, dating. Uh, <laughs> 3Ds, I don't know. Um, but anyways, guys, <laughs> how was your weekend, David? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> obviously, we'll get into the crazy Atlanta United news, so that kind of played into the uh, developments over the weekend. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, you know, Saturday, I went to go see a Blink-182 cover band, um, so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, and then Sunday was uh, my older brother's uh, birthday, so we celebrated that with him, and we went to... Uh, place called thunder zone over here that's like a, a cheap version of david busters uh <laughs> so that was fun too did some bowling played some arcades games so overall pretty good weekend man uh, pretty chill but you papa sounds good uh yeah it was a good weekend saturday um went to a wedding uh a couple of my friends got married so that one was pretty good very nice a couple nice. of your friends got married yeah well they're both my friends so a couple of my friends Oh, yeah, I was like, I was like, what kind of wedding yeah, was this? We like, had like four or five there. weddings. Yeah. Uh, you're, like, you're a wedding crasher? <laughs> um, yeah, met the love of my life, you know. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, But it was a good weekend. Sunday, obviously, enjoyed the Gold Cup games. And uh, yeah, can't complain. And uh, obviously, this this week starting off to a good one. Anytime you get to see David's beautiful face, uh, listen to our beautiful voices. It's, it's a great, it's a great uh, week. Yeah, what else can people ask from us, right? Exactly, exactly, dude. Well, like you said, David, there's a lot, a lot of debacle going on in Atlanta. So let's get into MLS Roundup. It's time for MLS Roundup. David, I'll let you lead this one. MLS Roundup. Bro, where do I even begin? Um, Everything moved, just moved so fast. We went from... Playing, uh, you know, we were playing the New England Revolution, number one team in the East. And, you know, the, going up into the game, um, it was revealed that Heinze and uh, Joseph have kind of a feud going on. So going into the game, everybody's like, all right, so I guess Joseph's not going to play. Whatever. We're all wondering what's going on. And Joseph said this is going to be his last year with Atlanta United. Some of it took it at face value. Some of them just was like, okay, this is a way for him to get the front office to step in and and, and do something. So we're all like, all right, after the game, we lost 1-0. And to be honest, with everything going on, Joseph not in the lineup, Barco on international duty, and uh, you know a couple of our players, starters with the um, U.S. men's national team in the Gold Cup, it was really not a bad performance. I mean, number one team in the East, obviously we're at home. We lost 1-0, but at the end of the game, we were still, you know, we're struggling scoring goals. 
and we have the you know our best goal scorer of all time uh, that's healthy and not playing. So obviously not a good look. The fans are always going to go with Joseph, regardless of what the issue is, because obviously he's got history here. And I mean, your franchise is built around Joseph. Uh, he's your number one player. So we were like, all right, whatever it is, they need to sit down at the table, figure it out. And, uh, you know, let's get let, let's write the ship and get things going. And then, you know, everybody's working in the same direction. And then like the next day uh, or even that night, I think the news broke that um, that, OK, Joseph, that things are good. And then he's going to be, you know, practicing with the team is going to be available for Wednesday's game. And everybody's like, all right, cool. Awesome. And then, like, the news after that, all of a sudden, is that Gabriel Heinzig gets, gets relieved of his duties as MLS head coach. So everybody's like, what the heck just happened? I mean, like, you know, and the uh, Boca Negra and Darren Eels, the president, said it had nothing to do with the Joseph situation, which some people don't believe that. Some people do believe that. Um, it's whatever. Um, so, and then even more, later on, it gets revealed that apparently... Uh, Heinze was, uh, you know, he was running the players to death in training. Um, he was even withholding uh, uh, water breaks. And uh, there's also, uh, you know, issues with uh, Heinze and, and being available to the media. So it looked like there were a lot of issues going on off the field. Um, and there were even, I think, three uh, infractions that were reported to the MLS Players Union from the players. Um, about this issue. So I'm wondering, you know, if, if that's what Joseph's big feud was with Heinze, that he didn't want to put up with that. And on and the thing, too, is that we've had injuries like uh, Hyman towards ACL in training. We have Jurgen Dan that's been out for injury. Uh, we have a, a number of other players going out that's been in the injuries, too. So it's like, is it all because of, you know, what, what Heinz has been doing? Um and obviously, you know, the fact that there is, there's no results on the, on the field uh, make everything a lot worse. Um, so all, all pretty, pretty crazy information. I know I just talked for a lot. So, Obi, let me get an outsider's perspective of, of, of what developed. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, it went it went from zero to 100 real quick. Uh, you know, obviously, we knew Gabriel Heinze was not uh performing to the best you know we were, we've been talking about this what they're winless in their last like so i forgot how many games but we haven't won in two months there you go winless in two months um and I, like you said dude we were like okay there's a, a dispute with joseph joseph martinez leaving and then next thing you know boom he's fired and then you find out everything that he's been doing behind the scenes and joseph or not so i think of course if he was winning even with the dispute of Joseph, even with the no water breaks, they would probably just kept them in charge. But mm -hmm. like you said, dude, if you're not winning, no one cares what you do. Even if you're doing <laughs> everything correctly, right? Maybe you're doing everything, uh, let's just exaggerate here, like uh, Marcelo Bielsa, right? Correctly, everything down to the T. You're calling him every day. He, you're running training sessions exactly the same. But if you're not winning, then no one cares. They're going to fire you. Um, now... The whole thing about withholding water, um, all these different stuff, man, I didn't think he would be that type of coach. Because, you know, you've seen him um, do, like, that one uh, video where when he was at Argentina, he went up and talked to the other, like, youth team. He watched the youth academies and the one that was crying. He went up and talked to them, consult, you know, consoled them. And it was a very beautiful, moving video. And you're like, okay, this is a good person. But 
can't imagine withholding water from your players and basically, yeah, overworking them to a, a point where they they're getting injured. And I think, honestly, it's like a continuous thing with Argentine coaches, dude, because under galaxy under gbs the same thing their their yeah. fitness trainer or conditioning coach players were getting injured left and right they were overworked they were fatigued all the time so maybe do you think it's a south american thing just that work ethic or they believe that that that's the way you should work players uh yeah i mean i would think so because the same thing uh tata he had some um uh violations too i mean i don't think it was as bad as heinsen obviously Thought that was getting the job done, so probably not a lot of people cared about it. But yeah, you know, obviously in MLS, there's there's just going to be more more rules around it. And uh, I guess in Argentina, I don't know if it's the coaches uh, don't care or you know if the the players are just used to it. But obviously, you know, Joseph is from um, you know Venezuela, from South America, so um, I'm sure it wasn't just the American based players complaining, right? Yeah, it, it, it's crazy, but at least Joseph is back in the lineup. Now, the thing is, obviously, you fire Gabriel Heinze, but should they fire Carlos Bocanegra? Uh, well, the thing is, when, when Heinze got hired, and I mean, even I talked about it, we were all pretty uh, excited about the hire. You know, we liked the style we play. Obviously, Bielsa was, you know, it's his mentor. So that fit our system. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bad hire because obviously, anytime you're getting a firing a coach uh, not even a year into his his uh contract it's on you but at the same time you know i've been listening to a lot of different other podcasts where it's like you don't really know how somebody fits into the culture of the club um until you're there so even like hindsight when he was coming in he did a lot of research like on Atlanta united because he said he wanted to like you know do his due diligence before he said yes to a project so it wasn't like it was just a spur of the moment thing there was a long process i mean you remember uh steven glassy was a was an interim coach for a long time before we hired um heinze um Man, so steven glass is just, probably right now like dude you guys should have just left me in charge yeah i know now he's a coach of anderlecht yeah not anderlecht, so, uh, it's another team no no wait yeah uh, oh, aberdeen i'm aberdeen. sorry aberdeen aberdeen my yeah. bad my bad um so now we got our backup coach, interim coach Rob Valentino, uh, which he seems to be well liked by a lot of a lot of the players. So uh, you know we'll see how he does. But, but you know that Carlos and D- and Darren said that they're going to move quickly to hire a coach. Yeah, dude, they called me already, so we're in contract <laughs> negotiations. Um, no, but the thing is with Rob Valentino, um, I don't know too much on the guy. I've never seen him really coach. Um, obviously, he does have a ton of experience. Uh, players probably like him, but I'm going to tell you one thing, dude. Players love assistant coaches, and that's what he's been for the mm. last four or five years because as an assistant coach, you're just there kind of chilling. You you give some insight here and there, but you're never really going off on a player. Do you get me? You're never yeah, really you screaming to, at you a player. you don't have to be the bad guy. Exactly. We're the good guys as an assistant coach, so typically players like you, but now that he's the head coach, he's going to have to be doing that, so... It's going to be a little bit awkward when you were buddy-buddy with, with the players and now you have to actually put your foot down. Right, right. That's true. And, you know, it's funny because I don't know if this is a big thing in, you know, other parts of uh, in South America or other parts of the world. But, you know, being available to the media in MLS is, is a big deal for a coach and especially for Atlanta United because they want to build a big brand. And if your coach isn't, you know, available – it kind of hurts your brand in that in that way. So I think that that definitely played into this decision as well. I wonder which media he was avoiding because personally, I hate when they start interviewing coaches during the game 
halftime. Um, you can interview them after the game, pregame, whatever it may be. But it's like during the game, I'm like, you're ridiculous, dude. The coach is trying to figure out what they're trying, you know, accomplish. And we saw it where a coach was being interviewed and got scored on. Right. Right in the middle of the interview. Um, At (laughs) halftime, it's like, dude, the coach isn't trying to give away his what changes he's going to make, you know, Mm -hmm. because in reality, if you wanted to as another team, you could just be like streaming the broadcast and be like, all right, dude, the coach said this. So you're (laughs) going to get a vague answer anyways. Um, Hopefully one day if I'm there, I'm just going to walk and be like, "Uh, yeah, we got to play better. Thank you. And we'll just move (laughs) on. Like, so it's going to be interesting. I understand it to a certain extent. But yeah, you're right. It's part of the role. It's part of what you do. Now, Heinsohn, I don't think he watched Ted Lasso, huh? Because if he watched <laughs> Ted Lasso, he would have known what to do. What What was the striker's name that he had a problem with? Uh, I forgot. I don't but, know. But uh, either way, he squashed her. The club traded him. Remember? Oh, uh, wasn't it like Jamie? No, Tart. Yeah. But remember, they had they were they were squirreling, and then. They Ted Lasso won him over, you know, with his kindness. Hey, we just need we just need that real coach to exist. Yeah. Hey, there's an article about that that my brother sent, right? He said why yeah. real coaches want to be like Ted Lasso. And there was an NBA coach that actually borrowed some uh, advice from Ted Lasso about the goldfish having a 10 second memory. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, it's good advice, man. Ted La- comes from a show. Hey, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso. What are you doing with your life? What's wrong with you? New episode comes out uh, this week, actually, dude. Season two. Dude, I gotta, I gotta, um, I gotta catch my family up, up on it because I'm, I'm up to date. But you know, you know, like we do, you gotta get the uh, Apple subscription just for. I gotta just get for a free trial. Just for the month that it's gonna be in. Gotta get the another free trial, dude. I think my parents haven't done one yet, so we gotta start one on their phone. <laughs> I, well, the thing is, like, they re- they uh, they release one every week, and it's usually like a what, like an eight episode season. So they still get you to go into that that second month, so it makes you pay for it. But whatever, that's that's another story. <laughs> yeah. Um. But David, so are you happy about Heinze? You know, I think I think there's a little bit of relief, uh, just because you know, obviously he wasn't getting it done and. You know, there was a weird thing where he kept starting um, Cubo Torres and everybody, everybody except Heinze saw something in him. And it just he was under he he was saying something about like he believes in giving players like like opportunities when they don't perform well or something like that. And I mean, everybody, everybody after especially after that game where he used the mano de dios to block a free kick <laughs> like we were like all right he's not starting anymore and then they sure enough this game against new england he started and and I, he actually he actually didn't have a bad game but he just he can't he can't score goals anymore dude he just can't so i don't there was a lot of things that were like i think fans were starting to get fed up with heinsen you're not getting the results you're fighting with your star player google's up there manning the fort um so i think it, it's just it was one of those things where I think it was just the right right move, and um, I'm honestly, you know, I, I know you guys. There was a lot of people that were they upset that you guys didn't uh, hire Pochettino and you went with Greg Vanny instead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm honestly, you know, it'd be nice to have a coach that understands MLS. He doesn't have to be an American coach, but somebody like I think names like Dominic Torrent have been thrown about thrown out there. Oh, I thought um, you were gonna say Dominic Toretto. So hey, nothing more important than family. <laughs> family. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's what bring okay everybody working together. 
Man. Uh, so I would I would like a, a coach that you know um, you know just it understands the league better and yeah fits fits our our, our system too. I mean. So, you know, we'll see. I, I, I think we'll probably be um, signing a coach within, like, the next two weeks for sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting who they get, who's left. Um, but, dude, this isn't the Atlanta United podcast. <laughs> it was big news for MLS, man. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I wanted to dive into that. Um, well, I'm going to go into my beloved LA Galaxy. Um, fortunately, we didn't get the result this past weekend. Um, we lost 2-1 to one versus Vancouver, which is kind of sad considering where Vancouver is in the standings. Um, but again, it's one of those performances of where Galaxy dominated the night. Um, they should have scored, you know, two, three more in the first half. They didn't get it done and it came back to bite them in the butt. I, I know it sounds funny, like just like Atlanta United, right? M- missing Joseph Martinez, but without Chicharito, we do lose a lot of our goal strong threat because Ethan Zubak works his butt off, but isn't at that level. And there's a lot of great deliver deliverance to him, like crosses, service, everything, but he doesn't put it away where Chicharito would. Um, so I think that's a big dynamic. Also, when you have Chicharito in there, obviously defenders are worried about him a little bit more. It opens a space for other players. Um, but it was a good showing in the first half. Second half, it was all Vancouver. Um, went down to the one. Still, our defensive problems continue. Um I'm not convinced on one of our center backs, Derek Williams. Uh, he He's okay. I don't think he's anything special. We'll see what's going on. But um, like I think the Galaxy insider said, he's not really worried about the Vancouver loss. He's worried about how we react to it. And uh, I agree. Agree 100%. Did you happen to watch you know the what? game? No, I didn't. But uh, you know what I like about Galaxy? What? That you guys are you guys are either going to – win it or lose it you guys are the only team in mls without a draw we don't believe in draws dude (laughs) hey but that's the thing is like what i've been saying about atlanta united is like you're better off just winning and losing versus drawing everybody because you know there's more points at the end of the day so you guys are on eight wins and uh five losses uh which is pretty pretty crazy um but still in third place um hey uh, i've heard some people talking junk about your uh your new dp I, well, yeah, how do you feel about that, Kevin Cabral. I agree, dude. Um, I don't think he's good enough to be a DP. I think he's fine. Um, like if we weren't paying him DP money, it's fine. Um, he's very, very skinny. He gets body the time. There's someone puts body on him. He goes down. He doesn't have that burst of speed that when you you know create a one v one situation, you go by him. Um, he he does everything very, very slow. Um, and it's. Yeah, I don't think he's worth the DP money, at least right now. Um, and we'll see if it continues. But, yeah, there's a meme like, you know, Kevin Cabral missing, you know, stealing a Galaxy's DP slot. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I agree. Now, the good player that I think is standing out and coming into his own, he wasn't in the beginning. He he kind of struggled. But Sam Samuel uh, Grancer, or Grancer, however you want to say it, um, I think he's looking very, very good. He's been close twice or three times in the last game where he cuts in, hits it, you know, uh, top corner, and it comes off the post. So it's gonna, he's gonna get it. He's been very dynamic, and I liked uh, what he's doing. And then I like our new player, um, Ryan Revolution or Revolution. Um, he's coming in at the six. He's playing very, very well. Plays calm on the ball. Scored two goals already. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what what happens when Sebastian Legette and the Debo- and uh, 
Dos Santos comes back because Victor Vasquez is in the midfield tearing it up as well. So it's going to be an interesting one. We're going to have a deep bench. Yeah, I was going to say uh, when you were talking about uh, your DP that it's funny that like tall and skinny people in soccer get like bounced off the ball really easy, but like short and skinny people not as much because look how tiny Messi is. And he's uh, he's able to just keep the ball and like somehow he still maintains it even through like Gio three defense. Yeah, all like it's like that 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 short center of gravity. Like you're able to like still keep the ball, but when you're like tall, you kind of just fall over like a like a tree. Yeah, dude, I know. I feel you. Um, another reason <laughs> you're not sk- you're not skinny though. So oh, the <laughs> reason we don't do this uh, video, dude. <laughs> I think our fans could tell by your voice. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> do I sound like a fat guy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> But another result that stood out was Montreal versus Cincinnati, bro. No low scoring there. Five to four. Man, that was a crazy game, huh? Yeah, nobody nobody just nobody wanted to play defense in that game. Nah, dude, defense is overrated. Don't you know that in the MLS? <laughs> no kidding. I mean, take a page out of Chicago, right? They played no defense. They lost five to one versus Nashville. Yeah, he had two two games with uh team scoring five goals so uh and it's funny because that montreal cincinnati game uh montreal was actually losing 2-0 and they came back and won 5-4 uh so a pretty crazy game um and then in the nashville game man uh honey mokhtar dude hat trick in the 10th 13th and 16th minute talk about efficiency Um, how do you say that last name again mokhtar oh it's an interesting one I'm pretty sure there's a Pokemon name that too. <laughs> probably, probably, dude. <laughs> um, um, but but Chicago did have a red card in that game. But uh, Nashville was already two, up two nil when that when that happened. Dude, and do you think Nashville? I know defensively they've been one of the better teams. What do you think about them this season? Yeah, I mean. Uh, I know when they play against Atlanta United, and, and they they also um, they're up there with us in terms of draws. They have uh, seven draws to our yeah. We both have seven draws, so they get a lot of draws, but uh, you know they don't they don't get a lot of goals scored on them. So um, you know they're pretty good defensively. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, so I mean that's all I have for them, less. Yeah, uh, not a whole lot going on. I mean, not not a lot of crazy results. Uh, I mean, you know, the league is still it's MLS, so you know, on any given week, even if you play the the worst or the best team, you know, anybody could win. So Wait. you still see what I forgot, dude. San Jose's interpreter, the translator, got sent off this week. Um, if you guys don't know that, uh, San Jose's coach Almeida, he doesn't speak English, so he uses a translator. Um, and <laughs> I guess he told the ref. Um, who knows what? And he got a red card. But the thing that me and David were talking about is, did the translator just translate what the coach said? Hmm. Or did he go off on his own and it was his own thoughts? Or did the coach just tell him, hey, I don't want to be sent off. Go t- tell the ref off. <laughs> That'd be pretty interesting if, if that's a, a tactic. <laughs> um, but it was just, yeah, it's kind of hard. You really need to hear the conversation, conversation to see what that was, what was going on. But based on body language, I mean, the interpreter, like, he got in there. He got in the rest face. So I, I doubt, you know, if you're just interpreting for somebody, like, for words, you would you would get to that point. Um, so I don't know. It seemed like he kind of uh, 
got brought into a situation either, you know, by himself or, or just whatever, because he's still representing San Jose at the end of the day. So, you know. Yeah. You know who else was an interpreter back then? Who? Jose Mourinho, dude. That's how he got his start. So who knows? Maybe we see this coach uh, become, a, I mean, this interpreter become a beast one day. Imagine. Yep. Um, but that was pretty crazy. Uh, I wonder if he's going to get fined or if the coach gets fined for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Well, going into the NWSL, um, David, tell him how our team did this weekend. Come on, Gotham. Come on. <laughs> we won three to two, baby. Um, Gotham FC. But, yeah, and, um, you know, uh, the Washington Spirit, uh, they got a red card in the seventh uh, minute, so I'm sure that helped. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean. We're we sitting got, we pretty in fourth place. Possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's funny because on the opposite end, you got Kansas City that uh, – it's still looking for their first win now. They didn't play this past weekend, so it would have been funny if they lost again. <laughs> but yeah. all the Kansas City fans are like, screw you guys. <laughs> Dude, well, it's Kansas City with their logo and their name is dumb anyways. Um, but Damn. let's be honest, bro. Kansas City NWSL, not even just like, I don't know. They couldn't think of a name fast enough. Um, only three games over the weekend. David, will Kansas City pick up their first win um god i hope not but i think they <laughs> it's a, are it's a fun think, it's a fun talking point huh yeah i think they are because now we've been talking too much junk about it so they have to prove us wrong that's true but i mean north carolina courage uh they're sitting in sixth place that's who they're playing on friday um you know 16 points so it's still going to be difficult we'll see exactly what goes on with kansas city imagine i don't think this has ever happened but imagine a team goes winless the whole season yeah, that'd be crazy. You know what would be also crazy is yeah. if they make it to the playoffs and they win the whole <laughs> Out thing. Out of nowhere, they just win like four games at the end of the <laughs> well, season. Well, here's the thing, right? So from first place all the way to seventh place, uh, there's only four points separated. So Portland Thorns are on the top with 19 points, and Washington Spirit is in seventh place just outside the playoffs with 15 points. So now Kansas City is only with three points all coming from draws. So there's a big gap there, but yeah, I mean, if you go on a little run of four or five wins, you're right there in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. And the season ends October 31st, so they kind of have to start doing it now, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, they're uh, everybody's about 10 games in, so you're about a third of the way there. Um, and the same thing with MLS. I mean, and that goes into the decision two for Heinz is you're a third of the way there, so you got to start churning out points. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking on, like, the NWSL, of course, many of their players have left, and they're in the Olympics this uh, this upcoming week. Well, actually, this week. Um, the Olympics are starting officially on Friday, but soccer, like always, gets to start a little bit earlier because the tournament takes a little bit longer. So the opening ceremonies, everything's on Friday. But the first game, soccer game, Wednesday, U.S. Women's National Team, at 1.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, so 4.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. David, are you ready to get these Olympics started? Are you ready to see us lift and win the gold again? Well, first of all, are you going to wake up for the game? It's either wake up or stay awake. 
Because yeah. you're you're at four thirty, I'm at one thirty, so it's like I'm in a loose loose situation. There's no way. That's like right in the middle of like you know you can't you'll you be can't better really on... stay up and you can't really wake up early for it. Yeah, there'll be better on other days. Like uh, there's a couple games where they're playing at like four thirty, I think. So that's a loose for me, but it's a very good situation for you. Seven thirty. Yeah, it does suck though because it is it's Sweden, so it's like the best team in the group. Um, so it's the big game that you do want to see, but yeah, uh, I, I will well, watch the highlights on that one. <laughs> I'm very good. You already know me. I'm very good at putting it uh, to record and not checking my phone and I can watch it later. So I may just record it, wake up and watch the game. Yeah. Yeah. You're weird. But to answer your question, yeah, I'm ready. You know, with the U S women's national team, it's really the world cup and the Olympics where all the, uh, all the attention and the noises. So obviously, we are the best team in the world, and uh, we need to prove it again. And uh, obviously, we always have a strong lineup. So, you know, let's this this is do it. And, uh, you know, the way there's 12 teams in the tournament, um, and there's two third-place teams out of the three groups that will go to the uh, knockout rounds. Do you, do you think if there's any teams that aren't very good that the U.S. should not run up the score? Remember they got heavily criticized uh, in the World Cup for doing that? Well, in the group stage, uh, I don't really see it. I mean, we have Sweden, Australia, and New Zealand. So I think New Zealand is the only one that might potentially, but I don't think you'll ever see anything. like What was it, 13-0, 13 yeah, there's something wild like that. But I'm ready to get going, dude. I'm ready to see this, and I'm just ready for the Olympics in general, dude. Like, uh, the Summer Olympics are one of the, my favorite ones. It's definitely hard to keep track of everything. Um, obviously, the men's side uh, is taking place, too. I believe the men's... Uh, tournament on soccer starts uh thursday but the u.s unfortunately did not qualify mexico though is in it the u23 squad um i'm rooting Ooh. for them hoping they able to pull off a gold medal again i remember and i uh, believe it was the london olympics they beat brazil in the final so it's pretty cool that's how, that's how you can tell it's uncompetitive that mexico won a gold medal oh, here we go here we go <laughs> david's a big old mexico hater dude but yeah. if brazil wins it, it's fine it, it, um, I guess if you guys uh, listeners, if you didn't know this, uh, the women's team, the women's Olympics, the soccer, they're able to take their full squad and and the men's because of their, I think, regulations with FIFA. They're only able to take their under 23 players with three exceptions. So three players on each uh, team in the men's side can be older than 23. I think Mexico took a goalkeeper Ochoa. Um and to do that and then also france took a, a player that plays in mexico one of my favorite players in mexico guignac that fool's a beast he's gonna be there hopefully they tear it up as well i'll be watching them oh i didn't even know he was french <laughs> what'd you think he was i just thought he was mexican you guys <laughs> have some people from all over the place with with well i guess same thing with guatemala you'll see somebody with like a like like uh again hagen our, our oh keeper. yeah nicolas hagen hagen bro hagen speaking about hagen him does. dude he's available left his club in um in azerbaijan he's currently looking around shopping around so hopefully he lands something good and uh yeah i think he deserves i i don't think he's like a top top keeper where i would say like every mls team should be after him but if you're struggling for a keeper right now why not vancouver yeah. their keeper's not, not very you good get, you get it you plug it in um, on the cheap yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think because he was with FC Dallas growing up, he might have his American passport, dude. I'm not 100% on that, but if he does, he doesn't take up a foreign spot. Yeah, that'll definitely help. Um, 
But yeah, just to finish on the Olympics. So yeah, I'll be rooting for Honduras, obviously Central American team, even though they knocked out the U.S. And uh, Barco's playing with the under-23s in Argentina, so I'm hoping he does well, especially because if he does really good, we could potentially sell him for a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the men, the men's uh, soccer Olympics, uh, they actually have 16 teams. So you have two from each uh, group come out, and then they'll make up the, the knockout rounds. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, going into your favorite thing, dude, Americans abroad and international demands. Um, Well, Euros, Copa America, we talked about it. But now, like I said last week, it's the best tournament in the world. It's the Gold yeah, Cup. They saved the best for last. The Gold Cup, dude. Um, Obviously, we're already finishing up their groups. Um, USA and Mexico struggled a little bit, dude. Uh, they definitely definitely did definitely didn't see that coming uh you know what just want to say i know we're gonna get into it but hats off to el salvador dude uh they played some good soccer they they were competitive they didn't play frightful at all they went at them they went at mexico they beat guatemala um they beat trinidad i mean it, it was a very good game uh definitely deserved a goal in that one but i think mexico did miss a lot of chances as well but Mexico ended up coming out on top in first place and then Salvador in second. And I think it's Salvador's going to be, you know, some good teams, dude. Yeah, I know it's funny because watching that game, I wasn't sure if I wanted um, El Salvador to win or, or Mexico because usually I want Mexico to lose in, in all instances. But if, you know, if El Salvador won, then Mexico would be on the same bracket as the U.S. So they would have to play each other sooner and not meet up in the final. So now they get separated. So, you know. Now there's a chance for that to happen. But, you know, like you mentioned, dude, I was kind of disappointed when uh, Guatemala got destroyed by El Salvador because I was like, it's just El Salvador, how are we getting dominated? But they have a good team. I mean, I think they probably have the best uh, team outside of U.S. and Mexico. I mean, Canada, I mean, they played really well against the U.S. too, so they can probably, you know, they could probably say something too. Um, but yeah, hats off to them. And you, yeah, you're right. I think they're gonna uh, be a force to re- reckon with, and nobody wants to play them right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When you mentioned Canada, dude, USA obviously played Canada in the last uh, uh, game of the group stage to see who would come out on top. USA scored very early on. The first I mean, minute. <laughs> yeah, well, it's twenty se- Yeah, it's twenty seconds into it. Um, Canada, dude. I mean, they played well. I just think, in my opinion, this time Berhalter did get out coached. He wasn't able to figure out the solution. I think the five three two didn't work. I personally don't uh, think Daryl Deacon's out of this up top together isn't a, isn't the combo we're looking for. If you're gonna start one, out of this has to go out wide. I believe Daryl Deacon needs the space just to roam by himself. Um, it didn't look good, in my opinion, the two up top, and we got absolutely dominated in the midfield. And I don't know what the heck Berhalter's thinking, but Kellen Acosta is not at the level, dude. He should not be there. He should not be starting. Even, even though he helped to create that first opportunity for the goal? Yeah, but, okay, one good moment outweighs all the bad. The rest of the game, did you hear of him? He didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, here, and I'm going to read you the stats really quick because it's pretty crazy when you think about it. So the David's U.S. has that man. I am, dude. I'm all about the stats. But the, obviously, the, the stats don't tell the complete picture, but, you know, it's good to know. Um, but U.S. six shots, Canada 14. Shots on target, one for the U.S., which is the goal that went in. And Canada three. 45% possession for U.S. and 55 for Canada. Um, passes 499 to Canada, 419 to the U.S. Um, 
even on fouls at 10. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But you know, if you just look at the stats, yeah. I mean, and then the game, too. I mean, the the U.S. after that goal, I mean, you thought it was going to be like, oh, here we go. Let's do it. And he can do a, a, a different dynamic. I think he should uh, potentially start in the knockout rounds. But we'll see exactly what Berhalter thinks. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, um you know, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting what kind of uh, formation Berhalter plays. Whether we play the the two forwards like you mentioned, or we just go with one one striker up top. Um, so if you had to choose, if there was between Zadis and DK, who gets to start? Oof, oof, that's difficult. But I think Daryl DK gets to start right now. Um, I'm a big Zardis fan, but he does let up on the first touch a lot. Um, but I mean, at the same time, he's been um, play Martinique. Martinique, yeah, I would have thought that he would have just started Brad for the Martinique game, but I don't know if it's more if uh, Brad's there just in case somebody gets injured and he really wants to develop Matt Turner, so that might be why he's giving him more time, but I would have thought he would have at least played in that Martinique game just to see what you got, you know? Do you, he, think, he Brad, been that. Do you think Guzan's there more for, like, leadership and experience? He's one of the most, like, experienced players on the roster. Yeah, it, it seems like it. So, I mean, it is what it is. It just kind of sucks for Brad because I think he is a good goalkeeper. I mean, maybe now he's a little bit older in age, so maybe not as good as he was in the past. But he just he was around the same time where Tim Howard was was becoming a star for the U.S. men's national team. Because I think for a lot of national teams for around the world, Brad Guzan would have been a starter in his prime. I think there was at a certain point where Brad Guzan should have taken over for Tim Howard. Um, it was when he was, you know, obviously still playing in Europe. Um, there was a point that Guzan was in better form than Tim Howard was, and I, I, I used to argue that Guzan needed to be starting now. Um, I'm sorry, David. He just Matt Turner all the way. Hey, what if? Uh, what do you think would have happened if Guzan would have been the starter for that Trinidad game instead of Tim Howard? I don't Same know. result. It's hard. It's hard to yeah. say. I mean, yeah. Then what we're is, talking what about is, a right? bunch of what ifs. Um, yeah, David. but who like who? What what players for this national team that are are must starts going forward? Uh, I think I think Buzio's definitely a must start. Um, I think he can offer a little bit more still. Um, I think another must start is obviously Matt Turner and goal. Um, I don't know. In my opinion, I think Matthew Hoppy needs to start. What about for you? And then what about the back line? I don't know. They can all. Well, I mean, they we, all we've suck. had. We've, I guess Zimmerman's had, a must start, but Zimmerman he got Miles injured. Have started every game. Yeah, but yeah, Miles Robertson's been shaky. The Donovan shaky. Donovan Pines or whatever that dude is awful. He looks like he's never played soccer in his life. Ooh. And then Vines and Shaq Moore, obviously. Not supposed to start at all that very first game. Um, he was Reggie Cannon was pulled last second. Right, exactly. And now he's 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 making an argument for himself. Yep, exactly. What about uh, Giochini and uh, Roldan? I think Roldan should be starting over Kellen Acosta. Um, Giochini, I didn't really like him to be honest. Yeah, you like I him? I don't. No, I don't disagree with anything you said. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. Berhalter likes Kalen Acosta, but yeah, you know, I would like to see Acosta coming off the bench. But um, we'll see. Uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, will either face uh, Costa Rica or Jamaica. Um, depends. We have some games today that will determine the rest of the, the group standing. So um, either one of those is going to be a good matchup for the U.S. Um, and, and Mexico will either face um, 
Honduras or Qatar, although Panama still has a chance, but they have a pretty big uh, goal differential to make up, but they are playing um, Grenada, and then they have to hope that Honduras beats Qatar. Yeah, let's see what happens, hopefully. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see Qatar move on to the next round, but hopefully they lose after that. Um, a couple of things outside of the Gold Cup that I want to mention is a couple of international transfers. Um, U.S. men's national team, Tesman, to the newly promoted team in the Serie A, Venezia, I think. Um, and that, I don't know, that seems pretty crazy. Have you seen their stadium, dude? No. Why? It's like floating around water. So teams have to literally take a boat to get to their stadium. Fans do as well. It's pretty crazy. Um, so they're newly promoted. To, if you get a chance, look it up. And then more than likely, they're about to f- uh, finalize it. But Buzio to the same team in Italy. Um, yeah, dude. Hey, I know it's kind of funny, but I like their SKC chant. The Buzio, Buzio, Buzio. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, so it's, it, it, it's a definitely good move. Hopefully, we have two more Americans playing in, in Europe and uh, in a good league. Um, obviously, with the newly promoted team, sometimes they get relegated. Dang, that stadium's badass, dude. <laughs> right? Um, it's definitely a, a dope one. Um, but, David? It's kind of small, though. It is. Well, I mean, it's not too big. But, um, David, let's get into the moment of the week. Um, this one's going to go to an MLSer, Honey Mukhtar. I said it earlier. Uh, Hattrick, anytime you have a Hattrick, I mean, come on now. You're going to make it into our studs. But not only that, dude, I mean, the goals, his first goal before the red card, he did a couple of step overs um, and just puts it right in the back of the net. He scores off of a beautiful free kick. I mean, beautiful goal. So they weren't just like your your Wondolowski tap-in goals. They were good Hattrick goals. Wow. What a big hater on Wondolowski. Just kidding, bro. I I'm just like kidding. I don't like Wanda. You don't like him? Not anymore, like dude. You gotta. He he's done some things in the the Cali Clasico where. Oh, here it comes, yeah, dude. And he didn't so score. They, hey, he didn't so score a tap in versus uh in who were we playing yeah. Belgium? Belgium. But then Donovan could pee on people's stadiums and he's a hero. That's fine, dude. <laughs> he didn't do that to me. He plays for Galaxy. Oh, he's uh, a, whatever, he's a legend, bro. He's Captain America. He can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then going into the dud, uh, we talked about the Montreal Cincinnati game earlier. Um, one of the goals, one of the nine goals in the game, uh, was a simple backpack back pass to the keeper, a keeper Pantemis or Pantemis. Yeah, I guess it's Greek, so it's probably Pantemis and not with my uh, Spanish pronunciation. <laughs> um, and then he just a keeper instead of just kicking the ball like he should. He comes in and the four just steals the ball and scores. So um, is that the know. one when he tried the like uh, the Cruyff turn? I don't think so. I mean, it just looked at the keeper. Oh, keeper okay. just just stood there and the, the forward got to him. I think he just lost track of uh, time. You know, it sneaks up on you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. The last few duds of the week have been keepers, so we gotta change it next week. <laughs> does it hurt? Is it starting to hurt your feeling? It does. It does, dude. Um, but guys, that was a great episode. Obviously, we covered many, many different topics. We went really into it on uh, David's favorite team, even though they suck. Um, and Whoa. <laughs> hopefully, they're able to get their first win in two months. Um, but guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on fa- or like on Facebook. Um, leave comments. Interact with us. There's a lot of uh, articles that go out on Facebook. Um, you know, Twitter. Email us, and just stay beautiful. 
Stay beautiful, guys. We love you. Um, like, subscribe. Send us funny, uh, funny comments. And uh, peace out, y'all. Peace. It's been real. It's been fun. But it hasn't been real fun. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out weekly. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out via email or on any of our social media platforms. Bye. Have a good week.